Hello, I'm Connor Sweetman and welcome to InsureTech Radio, the podcast that teaches you about insurance innovation, technology and entrepreneurship. Today I'm speaking to Matthias Nauman, founder and CEO of an exciting new startup called Companion. Matthias and I discussed the development of insurance technology over the last 10 years and what the future looks like for InsureTech. And we also discussed Matthias' decision to set up the business in Ireland. But I started off by asking Matthias to tell me about his business, about Companion and their offering. Matthias, you're very welcome to InsureTech Radio. How are you doing? Oh, excellent, Connor. Uh, it's a beautiful day here, so I'm looking forward to this interview. Great stuff. So getting into Companion and your offering, so just tell me about your business. So, what What is it that you do and what is your offering? So what does Companion do? I guess what we what we do is we try to, or we enhance, I would say, the, the digital lifestyle of the current customers by offering digital customized insurance solutions on their daily life. This is basically what we do. Uh, with the idea, you know, all of us uh, are now digital natives. All of us, uh, you know, have spent half their their lives on a mobile phone or uh, on the, on the web in different shades of forms, and we support that digital lifestyle in in different in different settings. The way we do this uh, probably is twofold. We, on one hand, design these solutions that you need for your digital lifestyle, but we also do the underwriting on the other end. That's probably something I learned when I was in Asia. To be able to design a, I would say, a, a truly digital native product by design, you have to do it end to end. So you cannot just stop stop at selling a digital a product digitally. You actually have to design or redesign the entire underlying product to actually enable it to do so. So that's what we do. Um, the way we actually bring this to the customers is. Uh, we actually do this through business partners. So we enable uh, these add-on solutions uh, through mobility providers, payment platforms, online travel agencies, theme parks, event uh, culture services, etc., etc. So we basically um, bring these solutions to their ecosystems, which is interesting today is a significant difference in the value proposition of them. So I'll give you a simple one uh, for all the COVID setups. Cancellation for any reason is today an absolute uh, must-have if you want to sell any of the products in the travel industry. So these add-ons, you know, people expect that we provide that seamlessly. So all these things um, we we hook on basically on, on business verticals, as we call it, with the intention, with 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 the idea of saying, you know, they own the customer and they will own the customer. And so we have done the intention to own them to help them also bring in the, their business forward. So that's the business, uh, I would say, setup. And uh, to be honest, it's actually already a very proven business model. So the business model is not new. It is already very successful in Southeast Asia. Uh, so that's um, what makes us also very, very confident that we are going to be very successful here uh, in, in Europe. So that's probably in a nutshell what we do. So I was hoping we could switch gears for a minute. I'm curious. So you set up in Ireland and it's really exciting to see a business like yours setting up in Ireland and growing so much. I think it's every uh, every other day I'm seeing uh, someone is, uh, or you're putting up a new job posting. So it's great to see lots of employment coming into the country. Uh, but, but I'm curious, uh, what made you want to set up in Ireland um, and maybe what, what other countries were in the running for it? 
Well, of course. Um, first, it was because of the weather, because Ireland is uh, famous for good weather. <laughs> of course. So, yeah. <laughs> of course. Good pub weather. Um, yeah. <laughs> good. So, so, so uh, well, there are a couple of things. Um, and, and yes, I guess, I think, by the way, Ireland is a beautiful country. Um, from a business perspective, though, obviously, it's part of the European Union. Um, and uh, given uh, we, the business model we operate in, we, we, we provide our services to companies that are sitting in the European Union. Um, and with that, that gives us access to 500 million potential customers. Mm. That's one. Second, um, obviously, it is uh, has a very good talent pool, I would say. You know, there's a lot of tech firms now, so it makes it um, uh, which be good for us as a as a, you know, as a startup, to when we hire people, that that's actually quite nice. So good talent pool. Um, I would say uh, also from a, a setup and mindset, uh, you know, Dublin is becoming a tech hub, um, which makes uh, it makes a lot of sense for us, and it's English speaking. Yeah? So um, given that uh, we have that, you know, I would say common language, and we are, you know, our corporate language is English as well, uh, makes it easier. And then probably also, uh, last point is, uh, it's a well-regarded regulator. I mean, given that we're going to operate across, uh, we operate pan-European, uh, we are happy to have a, a regulator on our side that is very well-regarded across Europe that helps as well. So I had a look at your uh, white paper that you released about InsureTech 2.0. So it's really, really interesting, but I thought we might just take a step back. So mo- most of my listeners would be uh, people who work in traditional insurance roles. So like underwriters, brokers, uh, claims people. And the thought that InsureTech has been around for 10 years might be uh, a new one for some people. So maybe could we just explain what InsureTech 1.0 is and what were kind of some of the trends that you noticed in the last decade? And then we can talk about what's happening at the moment. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, so I would say InsureTech 1.1.0 or 1.0, I want to call it, was basically the 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 excellent idea to you know use technology to um, or apply technology mainly to to bring this to customers on the distribution side. So what happened was products or the front end, call it the front end of the product, have been designed to uh, or have been set up that allow it for digital distribution, which was great, you know, because you could uh, um, could also use certain parametrics, so you could switch it on and off, um, you could uh, do an on-demand coverage, uh, you could you sell it through the web, you could sell it uh, through apps, you could have it on your mobile phone, etc., etc. That was that. That's kind of the the key thing, but what they basically were doing is, and if you look at it, was the main the main stuff is we used actually the, the technology or call it the internet or the web uh, or the uh, as a sales channel hmm? with some modifications on the front end side in different shapes or forms. It opened. so that's that's basically what happened, and that was done actually quite successfully. Um, on, on that side, what never got touched uh, was basically everything that happens afterwards. You know, how do you manage the claim? How do you file in the information? How do you interact with the customer, um, et cetera, et cetera. So that, that was not touched. So, but um, as I said, over the last 10 years, they were actually quite successful. They're quite successful companies that selling these pieces um, as insurtechs and, and distribute them to business partners or direct. 
they have their own, they have their large insurance underwriters behind them that take it on their books on a basically classical product setup. So that's, that's how it works quite successfully still. And why do you think there is that inclination to focus on the front end first? Is it to do with, you know, you're going to have uh, an immediate reward with increase in um, revenue? Do you think that's it or is there anything deeper to Well, I guess that's actually a good question. The, 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 the key challenge is, I would say the, the, the intro techs would probably would do it would more than happy to change the entire process. <laughs> of course, that's in their nature. The challenge is more, you know, you need to have underwriting capabilities and product insurance design capabilities that uh, that that can cater for that, that will allow you to do so. And if you are a classical insurer, you basically have your already classic or traditional product setup. And then it's now hard to kind of change your existing product portfolio uh, into a completely new one, completely redesign your all your processes from how do you do underwriting to how do you get a claim to how do you assess a claim, how do you interact with your customer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But that's the fundamental piece. And then does your infrastructure then on the underwriting side, so on the guys that take the risk on their books, actually allow it to cope with that new idea? And I imagine that's also a harder sell if you're pitching that to the board as well, you know, because. Yeah, absolutely. And if you then ask like, okay, let's give me, let's, let's rechange, let's change our entire infrastructure to yeah. go there, you know, and then like, you know, you do, you do a return on investment and then they all say, well, you know, you won't see any money for the next five years. <laughs> so that's a hard sell to yeah. the board, uh, to any executive and they say, no, we probably can invest the money somewhere else more wisely if you're an incumbent, which is absolutely correct. Yeah. So, so then that moves us nicely into thinking about InsureTech 2.0 because that's where we are going to tackle those kind of problems. So can you maybe just describe what you see as the, the big changes coming? Well, I would say that the, the fundamental change, I, I believe, uh, is coming and it's already happening. So it's in, in several places of the world is that Insurance 2.0 is actually the, I would say, the, the redesign or the using products that are digital by nature or by design. That basically means, you know, the actual insurance product is designed in a way that you can do everything straight through digitally. With all the the bells and whistles that come with it. So you have to reinvent your whole product design and development. You use AI, uh, fully driven automatic claims assessments, for instance. You use real-time dynamic pricing. Um, you start covering risks in a different way when you talk about lifestyle products, when you talk about dynamics, etc. And you allow the customer to fully, you know, make the decision if he wants it or not, or in whatever shape or form he wants it or not. So this is, I guess, the fundamental point of uh, insurance 2.0, and that offers a lot of value to a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of setups uh, for the customer, of course, also for the platforms that that use it afterwards. That's going to be sold to or through. Um, um, yeah, and I guess that's that's uh, and also probably also for then the insure techs that use it that way. I can we talk about customers? So just because what I find interesting is that you know sometimes we talk about all these amazing things that we're doing, but when a customer is you know going on holidays to Spain or whatever, they probably don't really care about all this all the great stuff that we're doing in the background. So 
from a customer's point of view, what what can say my grandmother expect? You know, when uh, she's uh, booking a trip or just interacting with insurance generally. So assuming your grandmother can also use an iPhone or uh, whatever, <laughs> maybe that's a, uh, a mobile phone. Um, my my mom can, <laughs> and she's actually quite good at it by now. Um, so I would say what you can expect for the for I would say for the generation that 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 uses that these these products or basically have a digital lifestyle in whatever shape or form, they can basically expect like I said a completely different experience how you interact with your Call it provider, call it insurer, however. So there are no 10,000 questions asked anymore. Um, you can switch on and off the coverage at your discretion. You get a much fairer value for money you pay for. You know exactly what you're getting out of it, and it's completely hassle-free. Yeah, and it covers the actual needs you have. And you actually feel that you have an insurance. The most, the biggest problem today is, you know, you have an insurance and you never, usually it's, you know, in, you know, you never use them. You never see the value of it because it never happens. So, you know, in in that case, you know, you have a normal travel insurance. You can do it. Once you have something, you have to file in a gazillion of papers, and it takes three months until your money is back, mm-hmm. instead of at the fingertip, or let's say in twenty-four to forty-eight hours. This is a completely different way uh, of yeah. of doing stuff, and you do it repetitively. And what's interesting, I think, as well, is like I get the. For a not great example of my grandmother, but if you talk about my niece, who's two years old, who will grow up using smartphones, and she won't even have this experience of dealing with insurance the way we had. It'll just be something different that's normal to her. Um, she'll be like, yeah, of course they do this. You know, it'll just yeah. be the norm. Absolutely. And in the world we are living now, uh, you know, that's exactly the point. So where you're not willing to wait another three months to get something back. So that's that's kind of not understandable anymore for the generations to come. So, or sometimes all the generations are already here. Um, if you look at the digital native ones, uh, um, that's that's the fundamental thing that will change. And that probably starts with, um, I'd say, uh, let's call it add-on insurances, but that will come to a whole bunch of other stuff. You can imagine the same thing. Uh, why do we uh, take the example, and by the way, that's existing already, Take another example, a little bit more advanced. And I t- take the car insurance. Everybody knows how to drive a car. Auto. So you jump on a car, your iPhone or your phone tells you, do you want to be insured? You say yes. The phone directly discovers what car you have and that's you, Connor, how you drive. You know, By the time you exit the car, it asks you again, you want to stop it? Then you stop it. And that's what all you pay for. Now, the next time you hit something because you went shopping, Oh, damn, not good. You take a picture or a video and send it over. And five minutes later, in 78% of all the cases, you know, the insurance tells you how much you get straight through through AI. That's no dream, by the way, that already exists. You know, so that's a completely different experience than today. For us in the, I would call it in the old world, because if we go to other places of this planet, that actually happens already. Yeah. So I thought maybe we could just wrap up with this question around what people in insurance can expect, I suppose, from insurance, InsureTech 2.0. And what I mean by that is, so I mentioned, you know, a lot of my listeners are people working in traditional insurance roles. So how do you think their roles and their interactions will change as a result of InsureTech 2.0? So probably, there are probably three things. So one, one fundamental piece is 
I would say the incumbents and the, the, the traditional classic business will still be around for many years. So <laughs> that's that's one key thing. Mm. Um, uh, on the other hand, I would say all the uh, all the let's say the in, insure techs, um, especially 2.0s, will be on the list of all the larger brokers, just as an additional uh, product line uh, for different. Okay, products. yeah, that'll come. Uh, that's imminent, uh, and it's already happening. Um, and then yes, there's a, I would say also an exciting time on it because there will be changes uh, in one or the other, and depending how fast the insure techs will move, uh, how fast their underwriting capacity is, and and how, how how I would say progressive also the the risk carriers on the traditional ones are willing to support that. So there will be also very exciting times because obviously. Um, given, um, I would say, the surfacing of all the of all the the players in that space, like us, we'll also um, raise questions on on management level of the incumbents. So, you know, that will trickle down to the claims departments on how they could adjust and move forward to that. So, there, for instance, or the underwriters, etc., to move probably a little faster in that direction. So, it's probably also exciting times. Absolutely. Brilliant. Well, thank you, Matthias. Uh, where can people go to find out more about you and about Companion or what ways can people get in contact? Well, the easiest way is to find all the information. It's publicly available uh, on uh, companion.com. Uh, there is also a research center which talks about all the latest developments on the space, uh, who we are, what we do. We are also on LinkedIn. You can follow us on LinkedIn. I guess that's the easiest way to contact us. Thanks, Matthias. Pleasure. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on LinkedIn, and please visit our website, insuretechireland.org. See you next week.